Black, stop playing with him. What's going on, good people? Sauce Talk is here. Monday morning in May. Was this May 14th? May 15th, excuse me. We were on a Monday after game seven, or should I say, of the second round came to a close after yesterday of the NBA playoffs. First round, last episode, we had me, Sam Jones, Ish Quay, Talking about the matchups and how things led up to the play-in and all that good stuff. People, you know, before the trade deadline had their comments around the world. How is the Lakers going to make it? You know, what's wrong with Boston? Because, you know, they kind of hit a little bit of a Joe Missoula rookie coaching wall. Um, we were seeing things from Philly that was looking promising. People's the Jokers and Embiid MVP battle was getting real. Um, Russ going to the Clippers, D'Angelo Russell coming to the Lakers, and so on and so forth. But I think the main thing that everybody talked about was Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns and Kyrie Irving going to the Dallas Mavericks. You know, Milwaukee had their little quiet thing going. Um, You had, I believe if you want to say quiet, but you had quiet rumblings from Denver. I mean, even though people like to talk about Denver because Joe gets, you know, possibly being a two t- back to uh, three time back to back to back MVP winner. And, you know, their team not getting over the hump in the previous seasons, but we're talking about the regular season here and they were kicking ass. He was kicking ass. Number one in the West. People still was talking about Phoenix. People still talking about Golden State and they had the worst road record in the NBA. And they were floating around 10 and 11 until they finally made it their happy place at six, I believe, in the West. Six, five or six. But I'm saying all to say this, that that was what we talked about, me, Ish, Sam, of all the what was happening coming up with the playoffs. Because when we did the episode, it was probably like two games into the, to the first round. And, we you know, we had some interesting battles you know Cleveland New York was going at it with a good series you know Atlanta kind of made it interesting interesting against Boston you know we had you know (laughs) that type of feel we had Memphis and Lakers get what I'm saying here now when we look at where it's at now to where I'm going to go into a deeper dive, is that three years ago, (laughs) it's crazy, three years ago, it's crazy, it's crazy stuff that went on. We have movements and stuff like that after the Lakers won the championship, COVID was getting over, people were starting to come back into the arenas, people was like, oh man, now we got people back, I wonder if the Lakers could sit there and do that again, blah, 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 and the Heat make it back with that team, people didn't believe that the Heat really was you know, adequate enough to make it to the finals. They thought that the bubble helped a lot of those teams. You know, T.J. Warren was going crazy for Phoenix, and I think that was a barometer for people to make the excuse for the successful teams. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to You know, I, I just look at it like, you know, yeah, you had some admiration from some certain players, but to sit there and base it on the whole playoffs of like, oh, yeah, you see – because Kawhi and then won it the next season. I mean, not Kawhi. I'm tripping. Milwaukee wins it the next season. Greek wins it the next season. And everybody like, oh, see, they had a crowd. And, you know, they, they beat the Phoenix Suns who went to the finals. And they had a crowd who went through the West. And they went through the East and beat, you know. They were validating Milwaukee Bucks finals trophy. Over the Phoenix Suns, over the motherfucking, which excuse my language, 
the Los Angeles Lakers 17th championship. And the only reason why I'm using that type of profanity, being mad about it, is the fact is that it was 17. 16 was where we was at. 17 is where we had the most NBA championships in the league. All time. 17. And you mean to tell me that you're going to try to put an asterisk on that? I love that the fact that this Final Four of the tournament, the conference finals, is exactly the exact same as what it was back in the bubble. Because what has really changed from these teams other than a couple players? You know, um, I, I, I believe Aaron Gordon was on the team at the time. Maybe I could be wrong, but I think he, I could have sworn he was. You know, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. was hurt, I want to say, on that on that team. So you got certain changes there. Um, Lakers, of course, got D'Angelo Russell back, which he wasn't on that team at that time. He was at Brooklyn. Or no, he was in he was in during the bubble year, I think he was in uh he was he was he was at Golden State. Then he got traded to Minnesota. So I think he was at Minnesota. So I mean Vanderbilt, you bring in Lonnie Walker, names like that, but you still got LeBron A D. You know, there's no Kuzma, but it seems like Austin Reeves is picked up from there, you know. So I'm looking at certain things where you're like Boston, pretty much same team. The 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 head of the team, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, just like I said with AD LeBron, Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bayou, same Zach, Jokic, Jamal Murray. So when you have in the main key points of the teams, it's the exact same thing. Role players definitely changed. It's not the same role players. Not every role player has changed because you got some returning players, but. This is basically a rematch, a true rematch, which is pretty cool. It's pretty fun. And uh, I think the the scary thing is the fact that, you know, with a crowd coming with this conference finals, you do have that. Kind of like, well, you know, you played in one spot. It is the bubble. They played in one spot, but now you got to go to Denver. Denver's got to come to L.A. You know, Miami got to go to Boston. Boston's got to go to Miami. I think it's still going to be uh, a similarity to how these these uh, two teams went head-to-head back in the bubble. You, you're going to have the AD-Jokic matchup that I felt AD had an advantage on over the MVP winner. You're going to have Jimmy Butler playing in the mind of these of this Boston Celtics team that we've seen, like I said, had a little hiccup against the Heat, against the Hawks. And then we've seen them go seven games against 76ers. Which 76ers played good? He had two 40-point games from James Harden. He had a 30-point game from uh, uh, Embiid. I felt Embiid kind of left a lot on the table, especially in the second half in the fourth quarters. Felt like he got strapped up. And people want to sit there and try to say, oh, his knee. But really, is it his knee? I mean, like he played the perimeter fine. He ran chase down blocks. I know he was nobody's 100% healthy, but he wasn't like he was the playoff before or the playoff before that where he had some injuries where we was like, yeah, he's kind of compromised. You know, Greek was compromised a little bit more this postseason with that injury because he missed time. Chris Paul missed big time. Joel only missed one game. He missed game one, and they won by James Harden leading them there to that, 45 points. So my point is that it's, he ain't getting no pass for me. You know, he's scoring, what, 5 for 18. He only had 19. Uh, uh, only had, uh, well, James Harden had nine points in, in, in game seven. But he didn't do nothing in the fourth quarter um, when they lost game, game six. Nothing. And it's just like, it's, it's embarrassing to see that when you're an MVP that has the biggest drop-off from regular season to playoff points, you was averaging 35 and go down to 23. You know, that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad whenever you have that. And I just don't want to hear the excuses because, you know, there's other players that don't get excuses. Now, I know that AD might be an injury-prone person. We've seen him in street clothes more than uh, some other people. You know, maybe not Zion Williamson or, or uh, uh, you know, some other players out there that's definitely been injured a lot. But for him being a superstar, you know, sometimes that, that comes with the territory to get that type of scrutiny because you are a superstar player, a face of a team, you know, aspiring when you have LeBron James, it's kind of hard to be the face, but he's the guy. So I can dig, you know, the jokes and stuff like that to an extent. 
but he's out there balling. Joel MVP of the league definitely didn't go out there and play like an AD did. So whenever somebody sit there and make the comment and saying that, well, Joel Embiid was more consistent than AD, <laughs> clap, 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 that's great. What did he do? Because it is what it is what you've done in your last performance. And I'm going to be completely honest with you and say AD played 10 times better than a Joel Embiid did. And to be fair, Andrew Davis is not 100%. So you can sit there and laugh about this, wheelchair, that, whatever. He's not 100%. And when I'm not just talking about the head injury because I think that is okay. Because he didn't have a concussion. He was able to play and he balled out. But when you getting 20 and 20 boards and 20 what 27 and 20, he got what 20 boards twice in this in the in the, in, the, in the series he scored over 23 times, five blocks two times. I don't want to hear that. Talking about what was more efficient or consistent. I'm talking about now. What happened in the second round of the playoffs when Joy M B was really needed compared to what A D did when he was really needed? A <laughs> D, man. They laughing at you, but you laughing harder. James Harden, you took a shot at Doc Rivers after the game. How dare you? Okay? You should be mad at yourself for elbowing Jalen Brown in the face and pissed him off and the whole goddamn T D Garden off, and they went off on y'all. When you talk about it being kind of, you know, Tobias Harris playing with some fervor finally, when you're getting some Shake Melton, good play here and there, and you got a neck-and-neck type game, and the momentum shifts like, it's your job as a superstar to shut that down. Not Doc Rivers, it's you. And, you know, you, you've turned into this passer, which is great. You led the league in assists. That's great. That's, that's awesome. And we're not sitting there saying that you got to score 40 points every game. You did it twice in the series. You did your job, I would say. Good job. But in game seven, you couldn't get 25. You couldn't get 28. We didn't need 40. Probably 25 and 9, 25 and 13 would have been cool. Because that would at least known that what I'm trying to say is that would at least be known where you would have calmed at least two of those runs down. Because they made three different runs that y'all just could not stop, especially beginning of the third quarter. Is you, James Harden, would have to be the one to sit there and say, hey, man, let's get something going. But you want to take a shot at Doc Rivers? Who a person that helped y'all win 50 games? That you just want to ride on the narrative of what the media says? Can't ride on those coattails. You're a player. You're a superstar player. You can't ride on the coattails of what the media says or what we are the fans of or stuff like that. It's just like if Tibbs... Comes out and be like, yeah, man, like the fans are right. We should go and fire. We should get rid of Julius Randle. We trade him. Tibbs would be in the wrong. Even though you're right, but he would be in the wrong. Yeah, Doc Rivers has got the most blown uh, 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 series. He's got the most losses uh, for game sevens. He's this and this. But look what he's done for the 76ers. Did different than what a Larry, uh, 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 Mike Brown, not Mike Brown, what was his name? Was Larry Brown? Yeah, Larry Brown is able to do. If I'm saying that guy's name right, who was the you know the guy that was going to be the Ben Simmons whisperer because he coached in Australia with all that BS. Brett Brown, Brett Brown, I had to get the name right. Brett Brown, Larry Brown was one of took Allen Iverson to the to the finals. Brett Brown, and I'm just sitting there, just like Doc Rivers really came and turned this team upside down. Now the only thing I can say as far as Mr. Morey is, what is knee aim? What is he doing other than getting you a technical foul? Why you pay Tobias Harris that much money for him to finally kind of try to show up in Game Seven because he heard the the criticism coming from social medias and the, and the a- analysts like Stephen A. Smith and guys like that? I mean, you go look at Maury and some of the moves that he did to where some good things, but then there's some bad things. I ain't saying too bad about P.J. Tucker because you do need some players like that on the team. But you got to do better than Shake Melton or do better than paying Tobias Harris a bunch of money when you see it obviously not working with that guy. And then you got Tyrese Maxey over here balling out of control. Get somebody young like him to match it. That's the thing. You look at Austin Reeves, that's that type of player. Go and get somebody that can match that, like a Schroeder, who's, who's kind of like, you know, who's been in the league a little bit longer. But you go get somebody that's that's gonna that's gonna kind of bring that type of veteran slash youthfulness with other young players like a Tyrese Maxey, 
And Melton just didn't do that. Tobias didn't do that. And he ain't definitely do that. Y'all running a seven-man rotation? I can't even name all the guys you got. It's crazy to look at that and say, man, y'all almost had the defending Eastern Conference Finals champions from last year out of there. And y'all was going to do it with a seven-man rotation because you had James Harden Joy B. And then you got James Harden talking about he wants to go play Houston again. You want to leave uh, a, a, a league MVP? You play with Dwight Howard. Joel Embiid's probably better. I would say he's definitely been better. You play with Chris Paul. I would say Chris Paul may be overall all-time better than Joel Embiid, but I would, at this point, I would be happy to be playing with Joel Embiid. Um, you played with Russell Westbrook. You played with guys that are great. But right now, the league MVP, who I think that, you know, I wouldn't want to be sitting there ready to, to run for the hills from, to go back to Houston. I don't know about that one. Maybe you're thinking they're going to get Wimby, you know, get Wimby, Jalen Green, and him. He can lead the team. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't leave Joel Embiid. I would go and try to get better role players than a Niang who could hit the side of a barn. You know, somebody better, cheaper than Tobias Harris. Somebody that could play high-paced basketball with Tyrese Maxey. Because if y'all pick up y'all's pace, y'all would be really be dangerous. Joy and B wouldn't really have to do so much but just be on his butt on the block and, and dominate. He wants to play around the perimeter. Shoot fadeaways with Marcus Smart. It's not how you do it. And, you know, I can't, I can't lift Boston off the hook too, too much. You can't play around with these teams. When I say playing around, I'm not saying that y'all are just so much better that y'all could just relax. I'm saying, like, you cannot make stupid errors passing the ball, which I saw. Jalen Brown, Tatum, you know, Marcus Smart's making his mistakes, and he's supposed to be this, you know, refined point guard. Um... There's still some areas that, that can be, you know, low, kind of slow on the bench part. You get what I'm saying? So when you when when I, when I when I sit there and I speak on that, it's almost kind of like I'm saying, man, like <laughs> a team that's so talented and stuff like that. You want to throw all the blame with Joe Missoula, which Joe Missoula's has some media. Statement things where the media can sit there and criticize him. But as far as X's and O's and what he's done as a coach, you know, you can't put all the blame on him on some of the struggles that Boston has had that they showed even in the finals or even in the playoffs last year or the years before that. It's the same damn nucleus. You still got Horford. You still got Time Lord. You still got Tatum. You still got Smart. You still got Brown. You still got... Just like with the timeout situation, not calling a timeout... And you have Marcus Smart talking about offensive randomness and with all this stuff like that. Like, y'all been together, man. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, y'all been together. Like, what are we what are we doing here? You know? Um, there, there are some things that can't bite them against Miami because they're a good defensive team. And you got players that are so heady. Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler. You got good. Those players I was talking about, like Reeves with uh, Struess and uh, uh, Vincent, who can knock down shots, can hustle. They play good defense. They they knowing that what the big picture is. Unlike a Melton, <laughs> and like I said, in that short ass rotation they try to run with. I mean, those guys are going to have to. You know, Derek White is a front runner for all I know. I didn't see Derek White do a whole lot until y'all was up. There's players that is definitely going to have to step up so y'all won't have those moments against Miami where Miami will blow y'all out. And then they'll be sitting there thinking that it's all weird looking because you're getting blown out by Jimmy Butler, but that's playoff Jimmy. And playoff Jimmy's getting the best out of Bam. He's getting the best out of all these players. Now, I don't know about Tyler Hero and his situation. I don't know if he's going to be coming back or not. I think he's just out. I mean, that was just a dumb play he did. He hurt his hand. But... Yeah, man. I mean, like, I, I I give a chance to Miami in this series. I give them a chance. I give them a chance just like how they did it in the bubble. <laughs> give them a damn good chance, especially Coach Spo. Going to get it together. I think Bam is going to play a big part of that. He's going to have to control the board. He's going to have to really control that rim protection. And get some points. Get the ball get some points. 
he's going to have to do what he did in that damn bubble. He, when, when he was still in the ball going, going down the ring, getting the Euro step, the dunks, and getting the dunk dunked on Time Lord, like, he's got to do that again if they're going to be winning the series. Because what Bam did in that series, psh, that team was really good. And, you know, Tyler Hero stepped up and did his thing. But, you know, like I said, Struess gave, uh, gave Vincent. Guys like at Lowry, who can now hit big shots, knowing he, he's head, he can draw charges, he plays defense, what he does. You can't you – can't, uh, Kevin Love is a good added dimension, his outlet passing, his knockdown shooting – so, there we are, man. I mean, that's like having Olenek back when they had Olenek. Same, you know, we get what I'm saying. So, I think that matchup is going to be pretty, not say even. You know, I think Boston still is a better team. You look at it. They've been together. They've been in the finals last year. But Miami's got a good chance. I'm not, not, not giving them a chance to win this. You know, they win game one, especially. Win game one in Boston. Look out. Look out. Just just all I'm saying is look out for the teams that win game one, just like the Lakers won game one against Memphis. They won game one against Golden State. It helps you tremendously to steal home court. We all know this. So if they do do that, that sky's the limit for that team, for sure. Um, you know, just looking over at the, at the Denver-Lakers matchup, same thing applies. You know, Denver is that team that was, you know, the best team in the West. They got that home court right. Especially over LA, who had to play through the play in, but now look at them being called one of the best teams in the playoffs. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look at it. Kendrick Perkins said this back in the trade deadline, got laughed at. This was a Western Conference Finals team. He got laughed at. Look where we at. I'm boasting. I'm happy today, but I'm not on a talking shit type mode. I'm not trying to down the Warriors, nothing like that. I'll be completely honest with you. They were not the same team. But the fact that you have their head coach and Draymond Green talking about that they wasn't a championship team and we just didn't have it or whatever like that, I think to say that for them, I, that's weak. It's weak sauce for me. Y'all were defending national. Y'all defending NBA champions of the world. Y'all champions of the world. From you, you can't write a better story how y'all became the champions of the world again. Because Steph Curry got it done for y'all. MVP, finals MVP. You know, you had players that stepped up like Andrew Wiggins. You know, you, you had you had some things going with Jordan Poole. But guess what? That guy was on the team. Now, I know you didn't have Otto Porter or Damian Lee. The fuck did they do in that finals that was so important that you would say that their absence counted that much to where you gave Moody time. You gave Kaminga a little bit of time. Maybe she could have gave Kaminga a little bit more time. Those type of players could have did something similar. Maybe not the shooting that Otto Porter was able to do, but it wasn't like he went crazy. It was Clay, Wiggins. I mean, it was Steph, Wiggins, Poole, Clay last year. That was the ranking of, I would say, top performers in that, in that finals. Against the Lakers... In this in this playoffs, Steph, Clay, and then Clay fell completely off, and then it was became Steph, Dre, and then he, you know, it really just maintained it was just Steph. You know, give a good performance of a good coaching move by Steve Kerr by putting Gary Payton the second in the start lineup. They had a good game. They won. He had what nineteen twenty points. Or 19 or something like that, but eight assists or something like that. I mean, it was some good coaching battling going on. Darvin Ham did a great job, too, of putting Vanderbilt from almost Steph to then putting him off of Steph and then putting, you know what I'm saying, I think they, he put Austin Reeves on Steph and it made things harder because they put Vanderbilt on Steph and it made the whole thing with putting GP in and starting and it made the whole pick-and-roll battle interesting because GP – as a ball handler, he can make plays. So, I mean, like, when you put him in that situation, he was able to sit there and either score or pass and make a better play. When we put Austin Reeves on Steph Curry, it kind of negated that a little bit. And then it opened up for AD to be back, the rim protector, step out if needed, matchups like this, whatever happened, so forth and so forth. That's what we needed. Love that. When you have 
so much built up on that. I mean, I don't know. It just, it's just, it's just magical to watch. We got two co- coaches with two really good teams going on warfare like that, and we're able to pick it up like that and just enjoy the game of basketball. It's out of this world because that's what I hope for any kid that grows up watching the NBA like I did, just slowly and gradually just understand the game, understand the game, understand the game, understand the game. Because if you end up being a ball player, you can understand the game how much better and hone it and put it in your game. But when you can sit back and watch and see how things are working, see what teams are doing and how they can do to be successful, that's when you look at teams like Philly and teams like that that have James Harden. You're like, man, why come they couldn't do that? But now you can see. Things are different. Coachings are different. Things are be like more obtainable. You know, James Harden, it's a real live fact that where you can sit there and say that the fouls, the calls that he got at Houston, and when those things go away, a lot of that changed him. He's still athletic. He's still... You know, I he's older, but it's, what I'm saying is that he can still get to the lane, he can still do those types of things. He is not getting the calls. He's not living at the free throw line, so now you got to hit jumpers and stuff like that. So he was never a consistent 40, 40, 40% three-point shooter or nothing like that. He wasn't a knockdown 47% mid-range shooter either. So, I mean, like, with all that type of stuff, and it gets stripped away. That's when you get nine points in a game seven. You see the difference between him and somebody like LeBron. I know LeBron's six eight and immovable and stuff like that, but like, hell, they ain't stop Jalen Brown. You know, he got to the rim. Get to the bucket. Jason Tatum spent his whole freaking series almost trying to shoot threes. In that game five, he had an out of body of like, man, I gotta snap out of this shit and get it together. Game six, I mean. And he knocked down three after three after three. But I think he has found something to be like, you know what? I'm going to go at it a little different. I'm going to go to the rim this next game because I got bailed out in that fourth quarter because I shot, 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 and just kept missing, kept missing. But then the fourth quarter, it finally hit him. But I think when it hit him, he went to the lane and got a bucket. And that's how it all starts. And then he just started hitting shots after shot. 16.4 quarters, just like Lonnie Walker did game five, against game four against the Golden State Warriors. Get to the lane. Get to the bucket. Get your bucket, man. Get you get you one. Cause cause James Harden, that's how you shift that series and stop a run. You refuse to do so. You wanted to drive a kick and hopefully just you know, it just set up for failure to where everything just happened that way. And then everybody else came and started hitting shots. Tough shots. It wasn't like they were, you know, clean, wide open. I mean, Philly on some plays, you know, got out there and put a hand up. It's just too late. It's too late. You let that team just get two rockets in there. That's why L.A. was like, we cannot let Golden State get back in Golden State Game 7. That Game 6 was your Game 7, Philly. And even then, I could talk about the same thing, but the same thing that happened in Game 7 happened in Game 6 in the 4th. What the freak was you thinking? You got a guy who's cold, cold, and you couldn't put a foot in their... Yeah, you couldn't you could just automatically just sit there and say, you know what, just just, just put a foot down her throat and finish him. Couldn't do it, man. Just couldn't do it. Unbelievable. Could not do it. And now, here you are. <laughs> Going home. Doc Rivers in there talking about, I'm hoping I can come back. James Hart talking about, I want to go to Houston. Joe M.B. sitting there talking about, which he made a good point, just how he made it. It's just not a right time. Yeah. You wish you had some others that could have stepped up and did some things. Because you look at the box score, you're like, damn it, man. But, hell, you look at the box score again, look what you did. Look what you didn't do. You and Harden. It would be different if y'all both had 40 and lost and you said that. Then it would seem a little bit better. When you look at the box score and what you did do and what you said, it be it's kind of a little shitty. So I would give bad grades to Harden and NB post-game and during the game. But mostly point uh, post-game because – you got Harden who slighted Doc Rivers, and you got Embiid who said good things about Doc Rivers, but just slighted the team. But Tobias Harris, you ain't off the hook though, man. I mean, like Jesus Christ, man, that was just terrible how you played. And I think what Stephen A. Smith said was absolutely right. People like you and Julius Randle, man, it's just beyond me on some of y'all's shit, you know. But 
Julius Randle, I mean, he's getting it. I mean, he, but the only thing I can say about Julius Randle is that, like, Kenya Martin, you're weird. Like, if I go to my wife after a loss or a win, but especially after a loss, damn, don't don't try to criticize me for my heart and passion for going to my wife after a loss and getting a kiss. Like, what the fuck? Kenya Martin, you sound stupid. You sound lonely. <laughs> for real, for real. Like, goddamn, son. Weird. Anyway. Ja Moran. Uh, here I'm hitting 30 minutes, and now I'm saying Ja. After talking about this amazing playoffs that we had, Ja Morant was a part of it. Why? He didn't get suspended for the rest of the season. Why? Because we gave him the benefit of the doubt. Why? Because he's 22, 23 years old. He's a kid. He's a kid. He's making mistakes. He got to play in the playoffs. He played. He played hurt. He played pretty decent until they lost. They, they, you know, I felt like him coming out and saying that his – off-the-court distractions may have been the key to them losing. I mean, that's man up to say that. That's cool. You know, uh, Dylan Brooks, his antics didn't help either. You know, poking the bear got him out of there. So, we're going to the next series. We're, we're handling Golden State. Uh, the, the Nuggets are handling uh, Phoenix, which that series we're going to get into. Matter of fact, we we'll talk about that now. Which, a series that I felt like was just guns on guns. It's crazy. I'm about to talk about John. I'm saying guns with guns. What I'm saying is that Denver had their guns ready. Rick Ross wore ready, featuring Young Jeezy. Phoenix only had two. I mean, it's just the way it is. When you have an arsenal going against two, you go back and watch Last Kingdom. You go back and watch 300. You watch Troy. You talk about numbers. You know, back then in those movies, people talked about warfare and having numbers. You know, Last Kingdom, one thing I've learned about that show is that back then with those Vikings, man, they say, hey, man, just give me an army of 500 people, man. We got it. I already got 300. Just give me five. That makes eight. Then if I go and get about 300 more people, that's 1,100. Then we're going to go and march and take that over. You feel what I'm saying? You get me here. Now, now I'm about to now I'm about to I'm about to get to my point here. Denver just had a better army, bigger army. Just kept just got guys. Just got guys to buy in. Because it's not so much saying that they got more guys than Phoenix meaning guys on the roster. I'm not saying that by saying, oh, we got a thousand over here and they only got a measly three hundred. When I'm making the point of that is saying that Denver honed in. And worked on chemistry, balance, and everything with what they had. That's why they traded Bones Highland and, and was able to get what they wanted with what they got. And that rotation is just cycling. It ain't seven. It ain't eight. It's nine. And they're bringing them. And they all bring something to the table. All players are bringing something to the table from that team. Something great, rebounding, shooting, defense, steals, passing lanes, on-ball steals, all that. Phoenix had two dogs shooting the ball in Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I can't say that they played bad. I can't sit there and be like, man, you know, this game, they could have did this or that. They played what? Chris Paul gets hurt. He didn't get to do much. DeAndre Ayton is a Phoenix Obliviator. I don't know if he's a team Obliviator because we have to see him on other teams, but he's a Obliviator of the Phoenix Suns because that just did not work. You had to bring in another guy. You couldn't bring in Aiden. He gets scratched off with ribs injuries, and it's just like, is he really that hurt? That's what made me think. But it's like Monty Williams gets fired. It's just not a deep team. You did... The general manager should get fired. You traded for Kevin Durant, which is not a horrible thing, but you traded away the, the, the meats and the potatoes. Or at least traded away the potatoes. Bridges brought defense. Crowder brought defense. You had players that did, did bring that type of stuff, continuity stuff and all that good stuff that made y'all's run to the finals so special. Yeah, you didn't get back the next year, so you're thinking like, man, what can we do this year? Got to get back because Golden State's back nice. I dig it. I know how the whole thing went because you're like, Dallas is going to get better. Like, we got to – God, man, you know. Now, look, 
They probably sitting there thinking like, "Ha, it's crazy. We got beat by Dallas. No problem. No problem." Look at Dallas now. They even make the playoffs. But now look at now look at y'all. But going after KD, maybe not the worst thing in the world. But I felt like you messed up the nucleus to be better than the Denver. Denver just got just too much. And I think that the Lakers is the only team with pace and numbers can do something with Denver. I mean, we kind of bring in the same type of drove of stuff, and we got a big man that's going to help us lead the way. The only thing that the Nuggets don't got is LeBron James, and we got that. I think that with Russell and Mary, I think it's not so much to say that they are equal, but they do present the same type of uh, prerequisite of, of what they do. It's just Jamal Murray's a little bit better. I think Jamal Murray's a better player than D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell had to prove me wrong in this series. So that matchup is serious in this series. Then you got Austin Reeves going to have to go up against what they have as far as um, – is a is a Bruce Brown, you know what I'm saying? Like those players that they bring in, he's one of those guys that can get 20 from you, just like in Austin Reeves. You know? Um Morris, is that his name? Norris, Morris, whatever. Same thing. You know, like they got players just like how the Lakers got, but I just don't think in pace wise, in pace, can they be what we are? Judging by games. <laughs> Whew. Judging by that game, what was game five? Yeah, game five of that Phoenix series, it seems like they're okay in pace. Jokic 32, Caldwell Pope 21, the player that used to be on that bubble team to help us win the championship, is tearing it up. That beginning, that first five minutes of that game against Phoenix, and they closed out game, are you kidding me? He lost his mind to get 21. 26 points from Murray, and like I said, Bruce Brown getting 13. You got uh, Jeff Green. You know what I'm saying? Who comes in, he gets 17 minutes. Uh, you got this Braun kid that gets minutes. You know what I'm saying? So, Reggie Jackson still has not been what he is with the Clippers. With, but they got Reggie Jackson. I'm pretty sure he's going to get minutes. They bringing stuff in that's helpful. That's what I feel like Phoenix didn't do. But I feel like the Lakers was able to get that by able to, like I said, we didn't let Reeves just go because he was some young rookie last year. We kept him. And now look. We brought Dennis back because we've seen what he can do. And look, we brought D'Angelo back because, we, man, we don't have what we really need to have at that position. Brody's not going to give us that. Patrick Beverly's not going to give us that. Thank you, Russell. Now, we brought in Malik Beasley. We thought he was going to be a little bit something. But he has not been to this point. But we'll wait. We'll, we'll see if he's going to bring it against his former team. Because I'm pretty sure he might get some minutes, if so. But Lonnie Walker... He was the player that Nick Swaggy P was like, they got Lenny, Lenny. He was calling him Lenny Walker. We were getting laughed at. I just can't get over that. And now Lonnie Walker dropping 16 points in the fourth quarter and got Steph Curry like, I'm never going to forgive you. But I wish you the best, you know. Lakers Nuggets, man, I can't wait. Cannot wait. But Nuggets look real good against Phoenix because, like I said, they went against two – Two two virtuoso type scores, man. They're just out of this world. I mean, like, just just what they were doing in that in the in the, in that playoffs, and it's just like the games they won. You could just be like, yeah, KD and Booker, man, they did it. And you know, campaign being a person that came in and helped the pace, helped the movement of that, and helped Devin Booker how much more. But it, just not enough. Just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. But John Grant, man, you know. Matter of fact, take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about Ja. I might have a guest, might not, but I'm gonna talk about Ja. Take a little, little quick break. We'll be right back. Soft talk. All right, back after intermission. Soft talk. Got a guest. I got Mark Hale with me. What's up? What's up? And you know, right before I left off, I sat there and said I was going to try to, you know, save a, a segment for Job Morant and, you know, talk about the further one of the playoffs, but also, you know, some future things. But Job Morant. And then I got Mark here. Like I said, I, I, I said it before I ended the segment. I said, I might have a guest. And lo and behold, I come with a guest. John Morant. And it's not something that we can go 30 minutes on, but we can sit there and talk about the repeat 
you know, of what he sit there and made a long speech. You know, Jalen Rose did a hard copy, 20, 20, 60 minutes, whatever you want to call it <laughs> on ESPN. I mean, the man was like, was it your gun? You know, he got everything professional. <laughs> and, you know, that man went up there and he put on a show, basically, because what we seen Saturday night. What was your thoughts when you first, because you probably seen it on a Sunday, I take it. Mm-hmm. My first thoughts is this kid's a knucklehead. That was my first thoughts was. I mean, and, and, and it's, I mean you got all these people making trying to make excuses for him. It's like, why are you got a gun now that you're not about to use the shit? Bottom line. Like, <laughs> you are not no street. You ain't street. Like, you are an NBA basketball player. You have, Whether you like it or not, you have an image to uphold. Point blank, period. And it's, and it's not about the amount of guns have you have. Have we seen any other NBA player doing what he's doing right now with them fucking guns? Never. <laughs> Marquise Daniels. We have never seen anything like that. Marquise Daniels was in the NBA for about 12 years, I want to say. I've seen that man's Twitter before. Now, he's a man of God now. But I've never seen red flags and this and this and that, whatever. But he never brought it to that NBA. Never until he kept it subtle to a point to where he probably had guns and stuff like that. But John Moran is making it like a viral thing. He's trying to be viral, low key, and I realize that you, like you, like like Mr. Hill said, you have an image to uphold. When a Nike check comes, when a Powerade check comes, do you think they want to open up their? Now he's opening up their phones and seeing John Morant flashes a gun. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. I mean, like I don't like. Like T, what do, like what are you over there? Yeah. Doing? Like what are you over there saying? Like are you these too busy trying to be the homie? Like I don't I don't get it. It's a lot. It's a lot to ask T. I don't to, get it. To, 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 I want to ask T. Not that I say a lot you know, to ask T. You know, it's good that he. Him. It's good that Jordan already got his money. You know what I'm saying? But damn, like at this point, it's got to be generational wealth. I mean, I mean, a hundred mil. I mean, that can be that still can be generational. But why not keep continue to build on top of that shit? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, if the NBA says, you know what, we're going to go and blew away with you, get blackballed, don't get signed. If people, it's like six months, a season will go by. Well, we might say, damn, John Moran. But he's going to be, not say forgotten, but it's going to be like the league's going to go on. Like the league goes on. Like if you, you, if you want to sit there and bury yourself, knock yourself out. <laughs> people are making all these dumbass excuses talking about oh he was in his yard he was in his car uh, he needed to get better friends like man come on man like nobody want to take accountability None. he knew them fucking cameras was rolling yep he knew dude had his phone out exactly like come on now people driving with his phone and it's like he's doing that he's sitting there like you know he he didn't know if he was somebody in the back seat or something like that, he would have saw a job, pulled a gun out, and probably wouldn't even never got it. But homeboy sitting there, when he seen it on his phone, he tried his best to save him, man. He was like, just unbelievable. That's the type of, you know, that's that's the type of stuff to where people sit there and want to talk about the friends. No, it's got to be John Morant, man. It's got to be John Morant. He's got to now take this summer to go in a cave now, would you agree? Now, somebody made the suggestion. I'm kind of iffy on that. They were saying cut his hair. I don't see no kind of that. Hey, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, well, I, it, is it okay? So you can say it's like an image thing, but it's just like, eh. He can keep his got, hair. They ain't got nothing to they do with it. They got nothing to do with it. I just think somebody need to say, they ain't got nothing to T. Do with Morant, go in there. It talk to your son, man. What you need to do is quit listening to that damn NBA young boy. That's one other thing. And quit drinking that damn Casamigos. Stay sharp, man. You weren't worried about the West. And now you got the world worried about you. <laughs> the world. Because everybody's sitting there saying that you got mental illness. You know what I'm saying? Like, pointing it to a lot of different things. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I think it might really be something wrong with that dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how far the mental illness goes, but... The self awareness is 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 lacking. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why are you doing this? Yes. Like I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, 
it, it makes you ponder where he's just yeah. like, well, damn, he, yeah, because you're right, because it's like, you say what you said on the Jalen Rose, and then you, after you eliminated, you sit there and said, the reason why we got eliminated is because my, my distraction getting suspended and things. And then you're in a car, like you said, knowing the camera's rolling, and then not think about your NBA future. So he was supposed to be suspended for 50 games. Right. <laughs> they gave him a break. They gave him a break on that. Had Jay, had Jay Williams sitting there saying Adam Silver didn't then we didn't get it right. You know, I had people calling out the NBA saying, oh, look at that. You know, a kid down, uh, doing a down spiral and just to make him get on the court for the playoffs. You, you know, it, all that stuff, all that talk. And then you got to think about the shit that he was doing with the um, after the game with the Pacers when he was with his friends. Yes. And they, like, yes. Like, come on, man. Enough's enough, man. Like, <laughs> and I dig it. I dig it, man. Small town. Small, I forgot the town in South Carolina, but they said around like what three thousand people. That's not a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, dig it. But come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, that's just weird, man. But like I said, we're gonna be all long drawn because, like I said, we know what John Brand needs to do. So it just now we could just be kind of shocked and all, but it's just like, is it really a shocker? But yeah. <laughs> after all the things that transpired this year, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, it's just, it's just like he's still, he's still gonna need some. He needs, he needs some things that need to be done. You know, that, that trip to Florida wasn't enough. I swear to God. But man, I want to talk about real quick, Jay, Jason Tatum, going from three points in a entire game, damn near. Because I tell you what, about eight minutes left in the. Hey, fourth quarter, he still had three points. And somehow he found a way to, to, to go crazy and then brought it into that game seven, which there's a lot of things I want to talk about with the 76ers that I already mentioned in my first segment. But it's just like, I want to get your input. I got you on the mic. I want to get your input on Jason Tatum's performance. But, like, what it means for even going back to the last year's finals that he had some demons or something like that that he had to get over? Or is it just something where you like, okay, is he going to just be now, just now he's going to destroy 25, 30 points per game? Or was that something like where he might cool back down? Because we don't really, you know, that's what I don't really don't, that. I really don't know you. I mean, it was one hell of a performance, though, but that's kind of like who he is. Yeah. I mean, like, he'll, he'll be hot, then he'll be cold. Yep. He'll be hot, then mm-hmm. he'll be cold. So for me, I mean, I, I just gotta see some, be more consistent. You know what I'm saying? But he's special, though, man. He just... it, it, it it is special, and but the streaky that he is, more streaky three pointer. But when he attacks the rim, which he sometimes timid to not do, because he settles for mid range, and sometimes he'd be off there. But when you see him attack the rim like that, that's where he comes up with that way. Where'd he go for like twenty one or? Shit, 18. He outscored the Sixers in the third quarter right, by himself. By himself. I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm like, Jesus Christ. So, you got that all wrapped up. We we sitting there got the bubble rematch. Is Jimmy Butler a Celtic stopper? Or is this going to be easier for the Celtics? I'm not going to say it's going to be easier just because of the Heat's know their identity yeah. you know what I'm saying and then they got Jimmy Butler they're a well coached team I, I'm not going to say it's going to be easier but I do feel like it's I think it's a better matchup for them because I mean when I said it I said the, the winner of this of that series was going to go to the finals mm-hmm. between the, the, the Sixers and the Celtics mm-hmm. so I mean, that's where I kind of with that but I don't think it's going to be easier I think I got I got the Celtics at six though okay yeah I, I kind of got to run the same. Cause I wouldn't I, be surprised if it went to a game seven. Right. Because Tyler Hero's not playing this series, right? No, they say he wouldn't be back unless they make it to the finals. I yeah, because I, I, that's what I figured. I was like, damn, man, that's just tough. And that's why I say this is going to be tough. But, yes, yeah, people step up. You know, people. <laughs> Gabe Vincent has been a, a guy that's like, hey, I'm shooting. Don't you worry. No, I mean, ain't taking nothing away from but they was They had some fortunate. I mean, they was had some fortunate things, you know. Yeah. If Giannis not missing those two games, even though they won one, but I didn't think the Knicks was going to beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Julius Randle. Yeah, he's... Julius. 
Julius Randle is a is a is a person like that I I respect. Like I don't like watch him play. Yeah, he like turned into that. That's like, weird. Because when his shots ain't going, like his body language, mm-hmm. like it's, he don't even, like, he's like he don't even care. It's like the twelve year old kid on the team where a few shots go out. He like, and you can man? see, and like, you can see that his teammates don't like playing with. Him. Like mm-hmm. I swear, like anytime that he get the ball, he just be dribbling. You can see just Jalen Brunson just be defeated over there, just standing, just watching. Like, just know he about to throw up some bullshit. You made your fans tear down your poster, man. Like, and it. It, it just didn't work. I mean, it was crazy. The one magical year, he came back, talked shit to the New York fans and press. He got back in their good graces, and then he just threw it all away. I just think a parting of ways would make this team so To me, he better. just looked like a guy who doesn't love the game of basketball. Like, he just looked like he, I'm just out here for a check. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. shots ain't going, then I'm, then I'm, I'm, de- I'm dejected. I don't even want to be here. He put in work now. I would say he put in work. He trains. He he turns his game into something. It was kind of like a. He's a good player. Yeah. Though, but if I want to, if I want to win something, I don't want no Julius Randle on my team. Facts. It's 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 crazy to turn into that because I was such a fan. I'm a Kentucky fan anyway. But it's just like, damn man, like you shoot the longest two foot jump, like two, like. You shouldn't, like, right, you shoot a three, but then you shoot a three and it misses, then you're really dejected. I mean, so it's just like you suck the whole air out of the team. You got people sitting there moving the ball, trying to do things in here. I think you're the reason why you're averaging 95 points a game. <laughs> I mean, they're not averaging 100 points a game. I don't know if they might, but it's probably a low, isn't it? And it's crazy to win a game. They got to play such hard defense to pull out wins, but, hey. I, that's why I say the Heat could be, like you said, that that harder point to where they can score points and play defense on you. So, I mean, they, they got some tape on Boston. Yeah, if I'm the Knicks, I'm seeing what I can get for that guy. This for summer. sure. I'm sure a team will take him. That did think we're all very good. Jules Randle. I'd rather much go with Jalen Brunson or get somebody and go with RJ as my number two or yep. try to get somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's turning into something good out there. Just like in the Nets. I mean, with Kel Bridges and stuff like that. Uh, but hell, you, it, you look at the Denver Nuggets. They did all the right things to get right back to where they. This is their what third in um, Western Conference Finals. This mm-hmm. is their third one. We're joking. Yeah, they didn't built the perfect team. Yeah, a team around them. Yeah. And he's gotten more physical this season than I would say. Any like he is knocking motherfuckers over. It's a big guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like people, I oh, can't jump. He is, but uh, he's he strong. He's strong. He's tall. He 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 runs up and down the floor. He's he's con- he's conducting everything. He's gonna be something. And Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. scary me. They are scaring me. Like y'all, y'all know, I'm a Lakers fan. Mark Hill is here. Is a Mark is a, is a, is a, a Lakers fan too. So they scared me. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. It's a well coached. I need team. a Lonnie Walker twenty point game. I need Schroeder to get me two steals and fourteen points per game. I need Zelo to have me seventeen points per game. If he can give me seventeen points Look, per game. Look, he's gotta be more consistent. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's gotta be there. A D Brian gonna get that twenty points per. They better. And, and then we got Roy can come in, might get you 10. But Austin Reeves is that third 20 that can just happen. And that's all right with me because that's what Phoenix could not do against the Denver Nuggets that I kept saying that was not going to happen. I said they're not going to win this series because they are going to be nothing but highlights. And what happened? You can go and watch the highlights of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and be pretty impressed. But they did not have the horses. Yeah. To deal with the Denver Nuggets, bottom line, and then when Chris Paul got hurt, there was your there was your your your, your old mule, yeah, that kicked over. And he wasn't even looking good when he was out there, right? Because <laughs> the campaign came in with more came over more sense, so a more pep in the step. Exactly, though. But right. hey, the pace was completely different, right? But I like I like Devin Booker being the primary ball handler. Mm-hmm. I look- think that's something that they need. To explore next year. Mm-hmm. Looked a lot more clean. Uh, and it was like in campaign made the offense move a little bit better too. 
and give him a nod. You know, because he was hurt, though. I mean, it took a while to him to get back. I'm proud of my Lakers, man. Like I said, I, I would end this out by sitting there saying that being 15th in the West, 13th in the West, and then having that doubt and everybody talking shit and this and that, whatever like that, all LeBron's chasing Kareem's record. But just think of LeBron James. Just, you know, first of all, Rob Palenka pulls off a trade that helps us, benefits us. I was mad about Thomas Bryant, but hey, I'm okay with it now. Everything that kind of happened other than signing Tristan Thompson, I really don't understand that. We got fucking DeMarcus Cousins playing fucking Taiwan. But I'm, I'm not going to vent. <laughs> but for, if LeBron James wins a championship breaking Kareem's record, <sighs> and it's be his fifth ring, <sighs> where I'm such a Kobe fan, Kobe jersey on, by the way, Jordan fan, number one, Uno, this hurts. Because I'm a Laker fan that's a LeBron fan. I'm not a LeBron hater. None at all. But with this fifth, if he wins a championship with this with this bunch, that is, I would say that is a pretty damn good team. This would be probably better than, I would say, a Cleveland team that he's had or two. You know, maybe. Yeah, I would say. Because yeah, I, sure. I, I, mean, I think the duo of LeBron James and Anthony Davis is probably one of the better things of all time. If you mm-hmm. think about the numbers and things. I mean, if you look at the numbers, God dog it. But winning a fifth championship and doing it with breaking Crane's record, I mean, God dog it, man. I mean, it would give some LeBron stands some real good firepower. I mean, Hadouk it. That's one for the milestone right there. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) It is something that he's probably thinking about every night. Like, wow. Everybody thought we was gonna be shitty, and I'm sitting there just trying to break his record. And he looked at me in the West Coast Finals, and I'm LeBron James. That. Brings in such a totally different player. And we've seen it game six. We've seen it game six. That man went to the rim. You got to take it back. Like, he just came off of an injury. Right. The way that he was moving before the injury, like, it ain't the same. No. It ain't the same. Don't let him start feeling good. Start feeling that back good. That's on. Because I tell you what, I said, uh, LeBron is looking looking real good out there. But, you know, sometimes he starts settling for that jumper. But oh, man. I, yeah, it, it, that pisses me off. He's making some free throws. I will say this yeah, free throws is looking good. And here's the one thing about LeBron. He's getting you 10 rebounds a game. Lo and behold, he's almost getting you 10 boards a game, roughly around there. Eight. I mean, I, I, every time I bet a fan do eight rebounds, he's covered. Every yeah. time. He's doing a lot of this, lot of this off the ball, too. Mm-hmm. That's one thing what Draymond was talking about was trying to figure trying to figure out Braun is like that we got awesome Reeves and mm-hmm. Schroeder running mm-hmm. the offense yeah. and Braun just just, said just sitting just, back, you know what I'm saying? It's And then he'll catch the ball. <laughs> catch the ball, dunk, jumper. Then he the, the one thing about LeBron is understood with the time he was injured, like you said, he was going on an injury. He understood what a role he could be by being LeBron James. Where everybody can sit there and say, well, damn, is he still the best player in the world? Because you still hear it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're not saying, is Anthony Davis the best big man now? No. They're talking about LeBron James. Even though Anthony Davis had two 20-rebound games, three three 20-point-plus games, one 30-point game, and knocked out the Warriors. It's it's, it's amazing to have that type of team with D'Angelo Russell, who I was a fan of when we drafted when during the draft, I said, I'm going to take that Russell kid. If mature, he's matured. He's bringing in a Geno Smith-type redemption for us. Truder, second go-around like a Dwight Howard, much better. Because, you know, I'm like, man, them little drives to the best start pissing me off. The only thing he's pissing me off from now is fucking turnovers. Like, give the ball to fucking AD in the post. Why are you going to try to drive it through a behind-the-back pass? You know what I'm talking about, people. Yeah. yeah. He always doing something silly. Yeah. So, but I still like his game. Because, like, like you said, he, he might start. His defense surprised me. Yeah. I will say that about Schroeder. I didn't I didn't know his defense was that good. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that, that, that his first stint with, right. with LA. That's what I'm saying. Redemption tour, man. It's a redemption tour. You know, I always say a redemption tour for certain people like J.R. Smith with uh, LeBron. 
you know, when uh, when they won the championship, when they come back for 3-1, he plays so good defensively. We like, J.R. Smith? <laughs> LeBron James does it. Look at Austin Reeves, okay? Look at Lonnie Walker. Hey, man shook his hand and went up there and scored 16 points in fourth. D'Lo had, what, five points? I love his team, man. And I, I just kept seeing certain things where he just like, man, Jerry Vanderbilt helps out. This player helps out. Roy Hurt, he is fearless. He gets eight minutes, ten minutes, and comes in there and like, I will try to bang on you. I'm shooting jumpers. I will shoot a three. I'm not scared to do nothing. The only thing he need to do is learn how to, when he's doing a drive to the rim, sometimes he get the, he don't got no agility. <laughs> <laughs> And the legs are like, bro, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> but yeah, man, that was nice though. We were talk, finished talking about that after game one. Hopefully, uh, Mark will join me. But yeah, I want to end it. I want to end it with that by saying how proud I am of this Lakers team, and that'd be something if LeBron James wins five with with, you know, what I'm saying. Everything going, but think of Jokic though. We'll talk about that later. But just think of Jokic wins and what it means. Because look at Dirk would be like, holy shit. Just saying. But that's going to be it right there. Sauce Talk, man. I hope y'all have a good one. And that's a wrap.